I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. My name is Pete Diggory Donaldson. I'm joined by Jim Diggory Campbell. Bon Jovi. And Luke Moore. Uh, keep the faith. <laughs> Mark Howbell, you're listening to the Four Animal Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. Welcome, gentlemen, back into my bosom. Thank you very much. It's warm and back here. It's warm and comforting, isn't it? Mm. It really is. It's uh, the last show before Marcus gets back, thank Christ, because it turns out the running order to put together is actually quite hard. I think he might be off on Monday as well. Oh, oh what? Yeah. So you're what a disaster. Of... You're, oh. an, you're an overtime dancer. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the Carabao Cup happened uh, during this week. I didn't even bother to try to do a Marcus link there. Well, I'll tell you what else has been doing overtime this week. VAR. Yeah. 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 Um, it's probably best you didn't try and do that. <laughs> well, we'll start with uh, Man City 2. Bristol City 1. Easily the most important injury time goal Sergio Aguero will ever score. Do we agree? That's the only one I can think of. He's yeah. Ever I can't see how anyone would ever challenge that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Guardiola got a little bit desperate for the winner, didn't he, really? I, like... I think Martin Tyler should do that Aguero thing exactly the same as he did when they won the league. For every goal Aguero scored. I think right. every touch. See how long he can keep it up. Just yeah, have I'd a little like just I'd have like a little that. number box, like yeah. a little button box going every time he touches the ball. Yeah. And it, it can't rise. It's got to be the same intensity and remain at the same intensity with every touch. Like yeah. the little iPad box you've got to do the sound effects. Yeah, exactly. Here, you could Tyler surely can have he's got he's got he's go on. That's a David Moyes version. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> not, not quite as compelling, but, but a lot more horrific. Yeah, even yeah. though you're a woman. Yeah. Uh, Good. Go. So that's something. Yeah. That something. But Martin Tyler can definitely have enough disposable income about his person to be, get to invest in <laughs> yeah. one of those. I and just go rogue in the studio, in the gantry. <laughs> Why not? A different iPad, like little sound effects. It'd be like be network. Great. Yeah, it would be, be great. <laughs> I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anywhere. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I sort of got the feeling that uh, for those of us who didn't get enough FA Cup shocks during the weekend, this kind of gave us a little kind of booster shot uh, for what we were expecting over the weekend. We're like, oh yes, br- brilliant! Bristol City might win this one. Sorry, yeah. Man City beating Bristol City. <laughs> yeah, no, but Man the Bristol City were on the verge of doing something and beautiful, right. and they're still in the tide. They are still in the tide. Um, and Bristol City went into halftime. Um, one nil up, lovely yeah, goal, just lovely penalty just before mm. half time. Perfect time to score a goal. Also, mm. that brilliant headed clearance from Aidan Flint. Oh uh, my from god, Sterling's chip. That was the best goal line clearance I've ever seen. <laughs> really? <laughs> be- have you, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah but I mean, <laughs> my god, it was perfect. It, it was, was brilliant. It was satisfying to watch, wasn't it? It's rare. A, a good goal line clearance can be as satisfying as a goal. Yeah. 
I would have celebrated if I was him. Like a proper passionate celebration. Yeah. He didn't break his stride. <laughs> Ran off to the corner flag. Yeah. He's about six foot... Yeah, and then conceded from the corner. He's, he's, he's about six foot five, and he didn't break his stride, and he flicked it over the bar with such supreme... Act. It just looks so good. Yeah. Mm. Tell me... Listen, we'll put it out to the social social media accounts. If you can find a better goal line clearance than that, share it, because I've never <laughs> seen one better. I think what goes in that's in its favour is that, uh, you know, a lot of goal line clearances are just chucking your body at something. Or in some cases, yeah. your hand. Even, There's no you know, science seen to it. it exactly, but yeah. he, he knows exactly what he's doing there, and he's timed it to perfection. Can I withdraw the statement I made a few weeks ago about how I feel that Mangala has uh, improved? <laughs> because when I, I, when I said that, I, I think I might have forgotten just exactly what he looks like with the ball at his feet, mm. <laughs> i.e. horrific. <laughs> John Stones hasn't helped himself there either, but Mangala's got him into that mess. No. Yeah. Well, fi- Oliver, Laurel and Hardy type mess. Well, John Stones oh, had to dive in there. Did he? Yeah, I don't yeah. think he did. <laughs> I don't no. think he really did, to no. be honest. Well, it wasn't just the Battle of the Carabao Cup. It was obviously the Battle of the Animated Gifts as well. Bristol City on Twitter, they are notorious for putting these wonderful little Twitter videos out of... Uh, Some good ones of, over Christmas, Of their footballers celebrating yeah. stuff. What's your, my favourite is the fire extinguisher one, definitely. Yeah, that was the Bobby Reed one for this mm. game, wasn't it? Mm. Where he's just swinging a fire extinguisher around. They've, mm. they've, had, a, they've had some fun with that at the start of the there's season. There's one player, I forget his name, but he's, uh, he's ironing his own shirt and then he lifts the shirt up to the camera. <laughs> But he's ironing like the the lettering. Yeah, I'm like, that's it. You're going to lose the lettering, mate. Unless he's putting it on. You're going to ruin. Uh, No, because you need a bit of paper in between that. Yeah, you need a barrier. You're going to melt your iron, Jim. Yeah, you've yeah. never. You, many... You'd obviously didn't um, iron your own um, Pascal Sagan uh, name on the back of your Arsenal shirt. <laughs> no. Someone must have done that for you. Profoundly did not do that. Pascal <laughs> Sagan. No. I got the help to do that. The first rubbish Arsenal player I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a good one. Yeah, it's all right. And you've not one going for glory. Should have gone Stepanov. <laughs> but um, Bristol City were a bit cavalier in that game, perhaps. I mean, mm. I understand you don't want to be too deep, um, but for De Bruyne's goal, right? They're one nil up at Way at Man City in the semi-final of a competition. Yeah. Uh, is that six and then pressing forward, yeah. pushing on? I don't know. Is it the case, though, that if you sit off Man City, you've got so much time to think about how good they are? It's a balance. If you're just letting them have the ball. It's, like, a, it's a balance. Jim, in the second half, they were completely different. They they lined up, tried to make themselves very difficult to break down, mm. which they, you have to argue they achieved for a good amount of but the I game. But I think Man City at that point was still like polling 70% of the possession at yeah. the time, which you're going to get if you sit um, off them. But most Premier League teams wouldn't do that against City if they're one nil up against yeah. them. That, that so point it's was made in, in a way. That point was made in the commentary, wasn't it? It was actually an interesting, uh, interesting approach because teams are scared to do that because yeah. Bristol are what fourth in the in the Championship. They're so flying they're, high. You know, they're, they're doing well, and you know they're um, they're just a lot more confident than you know the the, the equivalent of you know the bottom Premier League because they're winning regularly. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, yeah. So yeah. It's, that's it's a fair a point. Completely different approach, and it's maybe worked for them. Yeah. I'd love them to nick it. Could you imagine it? That'd be great. <laughs> uh, well, we are going to go uh, on and talking uh, talk about the Liverpool Manchester Manchester City match a little bit later on. Uh, but could they go the quadruple, or, uh, Luke? I mean, yeah. odds, odds for Man City to win the Premier League, the FA Cup, the um, Carabao Cup, and the Champions League with Bet Three Six Five are currently twenty to one. So ten pound on that returns two hundred and ten pound, including stake. You have to fancy them to get past Bristol City. Then they're in the final. There, obviously, we've got a long way to go in the FA Cup yet. Um, Champions League, they've got Basel, haven't they, in the second yeah. round, which is you'd fancy them to win. Mm. I mean, there obviously are some good teams in the Champions League, um, but it's, it's mad that we're even talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, th- I think the thing is with, with City at the moment, the way they're playing and the way they've, you know, they've, they had their sort of slight dip in form in that they were sort of winning late on, but they were still winning, mm. is 
you fancy them against everyone in the Premier League. They've already played everyone in the Premier League, and you know they've they've been phenomenal. So that's, that's um, the thing with form, isn't it? People look unbeatable until they're beatable, and you're like, oh, yeah. sounds like yeah. anyone can have a pop. It's the Champions <laughs> League, though, isn't it? Where that's a bit more of a, mm. an unknown quantity. Like you know, we, we want to see them come up against um, you know Madrid, Barcelona, Paris Saint Germain. We we just we have no idea of how they're going to sort of stand up to that kind of challenge yet. They could easily do the domestic treble, yeah, which would still be amazing. Mm, certainly, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, if, if Bristol City stop them doing the quadruple, that would be the most amazing thing since, obviously, since Portsmouth stopped Man United doing it in 99. <laughs> yeah. I think, no, not in 99, in 08, sorry, the treble. Uh, there's a weird thing with trebles, which is that if the treble doesn't include the Champions League, it's derided in some way. That's ridiculous. Even though it's still winning three competitions. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mourinho did, and Man United did it last season. Not quite. Well, I think that's why Jose is uh, picking uh, fights with Conte rather than Pep, because he's, he's not he's nowhere yeah, near. Yeah, maybe that's it, yeah. He likes, oh, it'd just be embarrassing if he started piping <laughs> up against Pep now, wouldn't <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, well, the other uh, match in uh, this round of the Carabao Cup was, of course, Chelsea Arsenal. Yeah, nothing doing really. It was a bit of a, a bit of a dull one. But can I uh, do a Jean Ralphio from Parks and Rec impression about this game? Yes, you can. <laughs> this game was rubbish. <laughs> it was rubbish. It was no. genuinely really bad. But it was our third dose of VAR this week, and we enjoyed I've had it enough, for that. Pete. I've had enough. I've heard the thing about this is I've heard you can get enough VAR just on your everyday diet. Is that right? You don't yeah. need oh, to supplement it. You what? don't need to. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know. I, I felt. Um, the, the breakneck pace of that game needed a bit of a breather, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a couple of instances. There's a bit of a hold-up yeah. uh, hold late in the match um, for a, a decision that they thought they might be in a yes, together in the, it, in the penalty box. It was um, Danny Welbeck, wasn't it, mm. um, on Cesc Fabregas. And actually, I think the, the call was correct, and it was a tight one. So I, I think it did its job there. Yeah, but, but it's going to take a lot longer than, than a few games, isn't it, for us to figure out what well, I don't mind decisions being made in the, you know, the space between a, a ball going out for a corner. It's just the, the goal celebration that sort of upsets me. Yeah. It's only that that really upsets me. Yeah, we're going to lose it. We're going to lose. We are not going to lose, lose all goal celebrations. No, but we'll lose a good percentage of them, and that's too many. They'll just, be, they'll, just be, they'll just get longer and longer. They'll be like three minutes long. Jim, Better many, in the old days, wasn't it? How many? Everyone had just screen doors, and the cap, you just leave them open. Cloth cap. You'd invite burglars in to take yeah. all your stuff, and they didn't want to because they were nice. Pete still does that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how many? What percentage of goal scoring celebrations, Jim? Are you content to lose? Am I content to lose? I think we'll. I think we'll lose under ten percent. Jim <laughs> Campbell. I think, in, I think that's okay. Jim Campbell in. Slashing of goal celebration <laughs> Um I thought that um, I sort of half agree with what Jim's saying there about the idea that the, the decision was perhaps a bit of a tricky one. I think a referee, well, the referee did get it right anyway. Quite, yeah. um, so maybe it wasn't as hard as, as maybe we we saw um, on on TV. But I suppose my problem with it is is I'm worried it's going to start to undermine the referee on the pitch. And we already we've already seen two things from Conte which I didn't like. One was him running up and down the touchline doing that square box sign right. that they do in rugby, which is a bit like, oh, a manager's going to be doing that for every single thing now? It's bit, Immediately. Yeah, yes. it's a bit stupid. <laughs> and secondly, Conte said after the game, he wanted um, loads more time added on at the end of the game because of this VAR thing. So if you've got a situation where there's three of those decisions in a half, and, mm. and it's not difficult to imagine that, by the way. Two minutes per decision. It's it's, I mean, it's we're gonna have, six minutes. We're going to see the um, the elusive hundred minutes on the clock yeah. <laughs> more often than, than, than not. I it's think part crazy. of it is surely they'll try and sort of um, reduce the time it takes to make those decisions. Uh, but I mean, playing well, can slightly do devil's can't. advocate here is that really that bad? If it means a goal is correctly given, wouldn't you rather your team got three points and you had to wait an extra six minutes for them to close look, it out? Look, six minutes is a lot. Petacek <laughs> is not going to serve a penalty, Jim. So don't worry about yeah. it. It's fine. Yeah. Jim, it's fine. If, we, if we sit here in silence for six minutes which we have contemplated doing in the past. 
It's a long time. Dodgy edit. <laughs> Why would the commentary team do that? No, I'm just saying. Said, next, <laughs> next time we really want to talk about Jesse Lingard, let's just yeah. stay silent. For do six you want minutes. six minutes? Is that of right? Martin just going Aguero oh, over and over again. <laughs> yeah, but just one instance of it. See how long he can make it last. Yeah. Um, oh Ar- Arsene Wenger refusing to explain why he didn't give Sanchez a, a starting berth. He's uh, just exhausted and just tired, ex- isn't he? It's, it's, <laughs> I think it was more. I just can't be. I can't do this again. I can't I do this. I cannot do this. I like we all know he's up for sale. I want to protect him. Yeah. I'll bring him. He brought, got brought on about 65 minutes or something he did, like that. Yeah, and he, so. he, was, he was quite isolated. Mm. And, uh, it was a you know, very. It was actually quite an encouraging defensive display from Arsenal, I thought, because um, Mustafi kind of marshaled uh, Holding and, and Chambers to either side of him pretty well. Um, and Granite Xhaka made a brilliant tackle on uh, on Alvaro Morata, just mm. uh, Morata, rather, on, just on the edge of the box at one it's point, a- which I think was my highlight of the game. You actually, uh, you actually pronounce his name Al Var Morata now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's, yeah, do your, do your square thing. Do your square Listeners box. can't hear it. Yeah. No, um, square box. A couple of points on this. One is that um, I thought for all the criticism we levelled at Arsenal at the weekend for the Forest game and their lack of intensity, you couldn't accuse them of that mm. uh, this week in, in that game against Chelsea. The second point on the Sanchez thing, I don't know if I differ from you guys slightly, and Jim obviously will, will perhaps tell me if I'm wrong because he knows more about Arsenal than me. I actually thought it was a reasonable decision to not play Sanchez in this game. If his I mean, head isn't right. They, well, they pick some hard-working players away from home who might give you a bit more of a shift, mm. but a bit more of a shift in, in a defensive way yeah. um, than perhaps Sanchez would. And I, I thought it, it worked reasonably well. I think he was justified in that decision. He also mm. doesn't necessarily always play the strongest team he has available in the, in the, uh, in the League Cup. Um, even if even if it gets to a later stage, and even if it's you know a, a tough opponent, so that's fairly consistent with with how Wenger picks his cup teams anyway in this competition. I saw uh, Michael Cox um, zonal marking tweet uh, yesterday um, that Alexis Sanchez obviously doesn't pass to certain Arsenal teammates. Is that like a well known thing? I can't say I've noticed particular players he ignores but then maybe it's because I'm not looking out for it I don't, yeah. I don't I, I well there's that. this big cult of like him being a kind of one man island he doesn't get on with certain people in, yeah. in the dressing room but like you get that in every dressing room no man's an island no man's great an John Dunn taught us that Stephen Island maybe there was one um, one <laughs> particularly frustrating thing uh, which was Alex Awobi um, having a very tame shot when he could have passed to, to two se- teammates either, either side of him the sort of mini scandal from the weekend I think was on his mind I think he wanted to sort of write his name into the headlines there but <laughs> it's the problem is he can't make a correct decision in that situation because he's always out on the piss. <laughs> the, the Alexis Sanchez uh, um, and Mesut Ozil um, thing with with them moving, them not moving, and the free transfer side of that. Um, we covered that quite interestingly on the continent this week. Uh, James Horncastle um, was saying that the amount of money that's going to it's going to cost teams in a signing on fee for Alexis Sanchez is reported in um, I think in Italian media as being up to thirty million pounds. Wow! And a signing on fee. Yeah. So when when still worth it in this market? Though, well, but it? when we but when, absolutely. But when we talk about um, him being available on a free, yeah. I think people maybe don't fully understand or appreciate mm, that mm. signing on fee and wages mm. is still going to be an astonishing yeah. amount of money. He's not going to rock up at Carlisle United because he's free. Mm. Well, obviously, he won't do that anyway. But you know, you know <laughs> that, that. that was a poor example. Don't but you judge you. What I mean. the, the thing <laughs> that really concerns me about um, if Arsenal lose both Sanchez and Ozil, which I think is incredibly likely, and even if Sanchez in particular goes for this month and it, is, it goes this month and it's a fee like twenty million or, or, or whatever it is in this market, replacing those players, you're looking at what. 300 million quid mm. if you're going to pl- replace players that bring to that team what 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 they do Certainly so a lot of money w- without getting any money in you know to to fund that that is going to be a tough ask and one final thing Pete I know you want to move on from Arsenal because we've talked about them a lot recently I, very very quickly I wanted to ask Jim 
uh, his his angle on um, this Francis Coquelin move to Valencia. Mm. Now, I know that he's not been that great more recently, but he had that good season with Cazorla two or three years ago. I'm astonished that he's been allowed to go for 12 million for quid. that amount of money, and also um, Jack Wilshere's like as if by magic, yeah. just suddenly yeah. injured. Well, as soon as Coquelin's out the door, another midfielder's moved out of the club. Oh, that's my ankle gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do well, you think about the money, though? It seems strange to me that he's going for such a small amount of money. Um, Arsenal quite often sell players that don't play a lot for uh, for quite small amounts of money. Like Gabriel didn't cost a lot of money when he also went to Valencia. And he's doing I forget, well. Yeah, forget the fee, but it, again, it wasn't a huge. And Valencia amount of money. are doing well. Yeah, quite. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how long Coquelin had left on his contract. That will obviously make a difference. But mm. um, Valencia have the advantage of knowing that Coquelin, you know, isn't 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 likely to get back into that team. You made the, good, the completely correct point about Santi Cazorla. Like, he had a really good partnership with Cazorla because effectively his role was tidy up, give the ball to Santi, mm. and he'll, you know, he'll spread it around. And that, that masked a lot of the inefficient qualities that, that Coquelin had. Oh, okay. He's too limited a player to regularly play in Arsenal's midfield with a combination it's of players around like him. a dedicated, like, hard-working pro. Though, Very like, much and, so. And Arsenal need a bit of that, I think. But the... the um, the thinking behind this is, from what I've read, is that Ainsley Maitland-Niles, whose natural position is, is defensive midfield, is going to slot into that spot. But at the moment, he's playing at left-back because both Kolasinic and Monreal are injured, um, so it just moves the problem. Well, it's but, still January. They could possibly have a look at Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain for that. <laughs> but, but, listen, Bo- play down the middle. Arsenal are playing Bournemouth this weekend, and Bournemouth are currently 7-2 to with Bet365 to beat them. So £10 will return £45, including stake. A lovely old job. Uh, well, Jim, uh, before we head to the ad break, uh, let's have some correspondence. That's all right with you. Yeah, it's fine with me, mate. Well, if it's not all right with you, tough shit. Yeah, we're doing well, it. We've do planned it. Luckily, we don't need this conflict because I'm good with it. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Ramblers. As a Chelsea fan living on the South Coast, I was cock a hoop to see the following in the Western Community Hospital in Southampton a conservatory opened in 2005 by thinking man's footballer Graham Lasso. Huh? Got me thinking that there must be a plethora of libraries and village shops up and down the country that have been opened incongruously by people from the world of football on. I think we'd all like to hear them. Love the show. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Connor Dowling. And I agree Great with Connor. That, I mean, he attached the picture and it is just a conservatory that has a plaque that says this conservatory was opened by Graham Lasso. That's brilliant. Which is he's fantastic. And he's absolutely right. There's got to be more of that. So do get in touch. Show at thefootballramble.com with your incongruously opened um, <laughs> things by footballers. Thanks for that, Connor. I've actually worked with Graham Lasso reasonably regularly and he's a very, very nice chap. He's got yeah. an extensive vinyl collection. Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine he has. Did he mention the conservatory or does he not really think? No, I should have asked him, shouldn't I? I could see him sort of listening to some records, reading The Guardian, sitting in a high back armchair in the yeah. conservatory. Being, being caught reading The Guardian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to use the football parlance. Yeah, quite. Uh, this is one for you, Peter. Good. Greetings, Ramblers. I'd like to draw your attention to the most recent words of Hartlepool FC. Now, there will be more on this later, but maybe it hasn't escaped the scope of Pete Diddy, Diddy Donaldson, but here goes. During a recent away match to Dagenham and Redbridge, the players had to borrow training kits and equipment from the hosts. It was later revealed that they hadn't paid their laundry bill, which totaled eight grand. To add insult to injury, the players had to make their own way to the game by bus or by train as their chartered team bus had been cancelled. That is a 520-mile round trip, yeah. the poor bastards. Yeah. That's from Ben Doohan. That's why certain people are going to court soon. Yeah, <laughs> because of this financial th- mismanagement. I can remember um, way, way back in the day, long, long before they got into the Premier League, Portsmouth having uh, the big story at the, on the back of the, of the local paper once was that um, the players were having to clean their own jock straps. And it was oh, like, oh, this is so demeaning. Is, yeah, I mean, and, and you could have picked any garment. I know, right? And in Hartlepool's, um, Hartlepool's case, it's so frustrating because there's so much money in the game. 
And these these clubs, I mean, you'll know better, much better than me, Peter Hartlepool, for example. It'll be a, a focal point of the local community, right? So yeah, it's a real, really sad there's, state of affairs. Mm, that this, this there's very little left in Hartlepool, and that's one of the few kind of bright spots. They need two hundred grand and quickly. They need to, to, to escape, uh, basically not being a football team anymore. Back in the eighties, though, uh, Middlesbrough. Uh, they played one of their matches, their home matches at Hartlepool United, uh, and that kind of saved them. That kind of kept them going for a, right. for a few weeks, apparently. Um, so Borough fans are uh, urging their fans to go and watch Pool's next home match. So hopefully they'll right. get some decent gate receipts for that. But right. it's a it's a dire I'm, dire situation. I'm just trying that. to think of a sort of wealthy um, sugar daddy type character with little links to the area, perhaps yeah. quite big in media. Jeff Stelling, uh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the canoe man got a lot of money. For yeah, that, for pretending he was dead. Yeah, but he got he had to get it back, I presume. <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> What's next, Jim? Well, that's all very sad, but this will cheer you up because we've got a dentistry update. <laughs> okay, good. Right, okay. Hey, guys. Greetings. Oh, is this about Josh Cullen? Uh, well, yeah. Okay, I'll listen. Hang on, listen, I'll listen in. Hey, guys. Greetings from Sweden. Strong start. I'm a long-time listener and, as so happens, a dentist. Hearing Monday's chat about the lost tooth and Pete's subsequent shout-out for a dentist, I felt I had to get involved. When a tooth as a whole drops out of its socket due to trauma, it's called exarticulation in dental terms. The physio is right to be looking for milk, since this is a good medium of transport and will keep the tooth viable for many hours. Saline solution is the first choice medium of transport. Milk is a close second, and a third good option is actually to transport the tooth inside the mouth. Doesn't need to be the mouth of the injured person. Oh, that's a bit weird. Yeah, Water and coke are bad mediums of transport and will quickly render the tooth useless. To put the tooth back in place, it's called replantation. After application of local anaesthetic, the tooth is firmly pushed back into its normal position, fixated to the neighbouring teeth and left to heal for a few weeks. The prognosis of this treatment is quite bleak, but better the quicker the tooth is replanted. Concerning Pete's discoloured tooth, I can only recommend you to visit your dentist and get it checked up. Thanks for a lovely show. Keep it up and feel free to consult me in any future dentistry-related matters. Best regards, Oscar Person, official dentist of the Football Ramble. I think we can say profoundly yeah. yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, only... you can't bestow titles upon yourself like that, but I will go with it. I think he's, I think he's earned that one. <laughs> I, got a, um, I got a tweet around that after we talked about it. Someone saying that actually the best thing to do if you can't find a glass of milk is to lick it and stick it. Basically lick it, lick it to stick it back stick in. Stick it back in. And keep it in there as long as you can. Wow. You have to hold it in and then go to the dentist. Yeah. Isn't that incredible, though? But, but saving that, yeah, a glass of I've, milk. I've, I've got a tooth question. Um, there's a girl at work who has her baby teeth still. Can that happen? True well, or, you just said it has True happened. or false? Well, she says yeah, it is. Is she lying? Oh, no, actually, I think she might have told me that when she was drunk. And then somebody else told me that, and I don't trust that person who told me the second time when I was sober. So I'm just, I've, you know. Yeah, well, Can Os- you still have your baby teeth at like 32? Oscar, let us know. Yeah. You are the official <laughs> dentist of the Football Ramble, so this is actually quite useful. So spooky. Um, further to this point, we've got another one here from Tom Goodyear. Okay. Hello, Ramble. I'm a much beleaguered kiosk worker at the Amex Stadium, and as such, I've spent far too long among the sachets of yellowish UH2 udder juice that were mentioned in your last podcast. Oh, yeah. Although I have never used it to pre- preserve teeth, I did discover how insatiable the Jehovah's Witnesses' appetite for milk is when the stadium hosted a Jehovah's Witness conference last summer. Seemingly in lieu of alcohol, every person I served smilingly asked for a pint of milk, at which point I had to painstakingly squeeze dozens of tiny oh. sachets of the stuff until it filled up a pint. Oh, that's each horrible. Time, again and again, I was asked searching questions about my faith by chemically calcium Christians for seven long hours. <laughs> Cheers, Tom well, Goodyear. Imagine drinking a whole pint of that UHT. Oh, no. You know what? I was in a um, I was in a hotel in LA once and I asked for a white Russian and he made it with those little UHT oh, things and no. charged me $40 to send it, send it back. Send yeah. it back. Not, Not having it. That. No, oh. no, you can't have that. I've got, oh. I've got one more and it's slightly mysterious. I okay. want to see what you guys think Absolutely about this. bumper email section. It, bumper. it is, but we, you know, we had a, we had a good week. Yeah. Um, it's keep... almost like you're trying now. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Not like Donny. Uh, grow up. I've actually <laughs> read these ones. So yeah. um, 
Yeah, do keep them short. It will help get them read out. All right, guys. Just writing in response to the email from uh, the last week's preview show about Brendan Rogers', Rogers quote from a woman who has been given an apparent new lease of life by him as she waits outside the team hotel before games. I actually work in the bar of the hotel in question, which I can't disclose for security reasons, and can honestly say I have never seen or heard of Patsy or anyone that even fits the description. So I think Brendan is massaging his own ego, which, as a Celtic fan, annoys me, and as a regular Ramble listener, doesn't surprise me. Now, <laughs> yeah. he's obviously asked that his name doesn't be read out. So, right. yeah, there we go. Well, listen, Mystery. If, pa- if Patsy is out there listening, she should get in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Put this to bed once and for Yeah, all. if anyone's got any sort of link to Patsy, anyone knows if adults can keep their milk teeth other mm. than Oscar, but although not that we don't trust Oscar, but just, yeah. Get, <laughs> let us, solve these mysteries. Hashtag find Patsy. Um, show at thefootballramble.com if you are Patsy or indeed anyone else listening to the show and want to get in touch. All right, we'll be back with our preview show next. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Donaldson, where's your trousers? They're on my clothed body. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jim White. <laughs> Liverpool Man City. It's a Sunday ding-dong. It's Super Sunday, kind of. And, if this uh, game doesn't live up to the billing, I'm going to be very <laughs> upset on Monday. Well, Man City playing Anfield on Sunday. This is the match that Luke Moore predicted could see Pep Guardiola uh, lose for the first time this season. Are you still confident? Uh, well, I, I said, I think you're paraphrasing me a little bit there, and I don't, I don't need to be taken out of context. <laughs> I, and I don't appreciate it. But now we've got that out of the way, <laughs> I do think this is the best chance that anyone's probably got of, of, of beating City. Liverpool, very, very good uh, form, very good at home and are absolutely swashbuckling going forward. Mm. I know they've lost Coutinho and perhaps that's a, a blow to them, but I do think they've got a good chance. I think they've got a really good chance mm. and it, it'll be a fascinating encounter on Saturday. I'm bloody looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's this image of Liverpool as, you know, obviously being quite rickety at the back, which um, has cost them at times this season, but um, they've conceded four goals in their last 13 home games in the Premier League and they've kept nine sheets in that, uh, nine clean sheets in that time. I mean, you always keep a sheet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, you Not know... the way I abuse them. <laughs> Donaldson, where's your sheets? Yeah. <laughs> I've burned them. I, I feel like this game is going to be won in midfield and I think the loss of Coutinho is, is going to be tough because they're suddenly very quickly having to adapt to not having him, which is not ideal. Yeah, 
I know, he's, I know what you he's, mean. He's, they're doing all right without them, haven't they? But haven't they got a better defensive record than Arsenal in the league? I mean, it doesn't say a huge. No, amount, but I mean, people don't. But, but no, I guess not. But people don't generally talk about Arsenal being bad defensively, mm. like the same way they talk about Liverpool being bad defensively. The way people talk about Liverpool, it's like they're the worst defensive team ever. Yeah, yeah. but they're, they're, they've got some very high-profile, silly mistakes, and that's the problem, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's not. It's not like a, a systemic failure. It's just a ah, oh, why it's more individual that? errors? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think for both teams, it's the same. It's the same thing, isn't it? They're a big team to be shot at. So if they do something that looks like slightly amateurish, it's, it mm. becomes a big story and everyone points and laughs. Is Mo Salah likely to play, Pete? Mo well, back in he's training. back in training. I mean, right, Jürgen, yeah. Jürgen Klopp did take his troops to the Middle East for some warm weather training. A lot of teams doing that uh, over the, the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, the big news from uh, Anfield, I think, is uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. He was spotted touching the This Is Anfield sign. Yeah, that's the last thing, match. Right? Well, it's a traditional thing that Klopp says he doesn't want in the club until they've won something. Oh, right, it's a mark okay. of respect, he says. But uh, obviously the Ox, new to the team, sort of <laughs> didn't know get the memo. What well, he said, I'll stop doing it when you start playing me midfield, like you <laughs> promised me. Central midfield. What, what do you think about going to the to Dubai and stuff for, for warm weather training? To be to be to be honest, the way I am as an individual, I can't be asked with that. Two or three days in midweek going there and coming back again, the time difference, the the, the heat, all that stuff, I can't yeah. it wouldn't suit me. It's at more all. camaraderie, doesn't it? it I, the more than camaraderie. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's anything to do with training to be Who does he frank. play for? <laughs> but I, I just think it's just getting away get the lads all together let's drink uh, some cocktails in a ho- hotel bar mocktails they're athletes <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless, yeah they're, they're, mock, they're mocktails aren't they that's what they call them well Jürgen Klopp uh, so, alright <laughs> kids call your mother had, uh, had a lovely mocktail uh, she had a Shirley Temple <laughs> TGI Fridays <laughs> two for one I had a steak um, <laughs> well done <laughs> Yeah, no, but like, uh, I, I just think it's all about uh, getting the team together and, you know. Pete, if you, were my man- if you were our manager, would you take us on warm weather training? Mas- well, no, because I'd have to go, yeah, don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd end up in like Finland or really strange <laughs> Sorry, places, yeah, or it, Japan every time. It's all about team building. Pete's the manager, he doesn't want to come. <laughs> <laughs> Great team, cheers. Jürgen Klopp said at the Christmas party he had to shove beer down people's throats, he said. Love that. Like, no one was having it. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you on this, Luke. I just, it's the travel of it. I'm sure once you get there, like having that sunshine. Oh, three and, and hours on a private jet? Oh, boo-hoo. Three hours to Dubai? Yeah, four. I don't know how long it is. I'm going to check okay. while you're talking about that. Right. You're talking. Let's go, let's go for four. I just feel like, you know, that it's travel six, is, is, surely, is surely going to sort of affect your, your, oh, your tiredness. Dawson, you are fuming there. What? Six hours, 55 six minutes. Hours. Bloody hell. Yeah, but if you've got a really quick jet, yeah? Three I hours. Pass, well, you going, you're right. going type in private jet. <laughs> type in Liverpool quick jet yeah. to Dubai. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Um, uh, the big news for this week, obviously, was um, Tommy Lawrence. Tommy Lawrence, the goalkeeper, sadly yeah. passed away this week. He was star yeah. of that classic derby-related um, Vox Pop, oh, yeah. where, the, where the BBC block went... Uh, do you, remember the, uh, do you remember the 67 FA Cup? Yeah, that's right. I played in it. Yeah. I played in it. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I love great. The best bit about that is the, um, obviously it's an amazing coincidence, but the guy who's interviewing him clearly mm. has no idea who he, who he is. Yeah, yeah. And he realises in the instant that he <laughs> should know who he is because he's in Liverpool and all the rest, yeah. the rest of it and that's why he's been sent mm. out. And he just sort of goes, remind me of your, your name. name. <laughs> I thought that was nicely play. done. I thought he it was nicely know. done. Like there were 14 goalkeepers playing that day. Which one are you? <laughs> to be fair, he looks very different to what he looked like back in the day because his nickname was the Flying Pig. Yeah. Right. So he was incredibly agile. He's like a Neville Southall character. Fat guy but could jump. Um, but like when you get old, obviously you lose yeah. a, bit, a bit of timber. And, uh, <laughs> incredible. And, and to be fair to that guy, preparing for that exact situation <laughs> probably <laughs> seemed excessive at yeah. the time. Probably Vox, worth it, yeah. Vox pops are the worst thing to do. Let's yeah. talk to the... No, don't no. want to. <laughs> um, Liverpool are 2-1 to 
1-1 to do the business at Anfield on Sunday and beat Man City for the first time in the league this season. £10 with Bet365 returns £30, including stake. So watch out for that one. Mm, it's going to be a great game. I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to it. For Luke's sake, I hope you get your stake back and the money. It's, it's been <laughs> overshadowed by my Mourinho shout. And, and yeah, there we drama. Go. So well, we, can, yeah, we get past this weekend. We can concentrate on the, on the Jose out uh, brigade. Speaking of Jose out brigade, Manchester United, uh, Stoke City going to be playing on Monday at 8pm. Uh, they were also in the Middle East at Manchester United uh, for one weather training and it rained a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so there's your one weather training. I saw a couple of the videos. Well, it doesn't mean it's not warm, just because uh, it's raining. Yeah, we can't really stop. Is, is um, Spelzy having a bit of a warm time of it in Argentina? It's, it's kind of middling, isn't it, I think? He's right. some, some places... Where is he, Buenos Aires? I don't know where he is. He's yeah. green all over the place, hasn't he? Um, but he's, he was pictured, uh, I think, on our Instagram. Uh, slide tackling slide a statue tackling. of Lionel Messi. Yeah. Disrespectful. I think so, yeah. The man's a yob. I thought he was. A, I didn't know he was a Cristiano Ronaldo man. <laughs> what, what a Brit abroad. I know. Letting us all down. Yeah, one of those plastic it, chairs around. If you check it out on our Instagram, just search the football ramble. Um, you'll see he's also got one of those caps on with two beers, one each side <laughs> with the straws. Oh, he'll be popping up on Booze Buenos Aires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a hire car with one of those little um, kind of you know those little toys you used to get when you were when you were younger and you used to stick it in the car window. I didn't have a car. I don't know why I'm telling this story from my perspective. We didn't have a car. My mum and dad don't drive. Uh, but those, it was a little block who would pull his pants down yes. when you squeeze the, squeeze the little squeezy. <laughs> yeah, does he get one of those? By the get way? one of those. <laughs> he's, got, he's got one of those. Or a Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man United are going to be charging uh, severe fans £89 uh, yeah. for the next Champions League uh, tie to subsidise the subsidies they're going to give to their away fans for going to yeah, this Sevilla. Is a, this is an interesting story and, and, and as far as I'm aware it comes from Man United being a bit cheeky and not giving Sevilla the correct allocation right. for them um, to come to Old Trafford in the Champions League. Yeah. So they said, all right, we're going to charge United fans a load of money then, in which United said, well, we're going to charge you a load of money then. <laughs> and everyone went, well, hang on a minute, can't you just subsidise your own fans? So they then did that. And it's like, it's like never-ending. Yeah. It's yeah. an ongoing well, saga. United are claiming that they, they're doing it so other teams don't feel they can just sort of basically take the piss in the future. But right. it is, you know, will it do that or will it just set this precedent? I mean, it is outrageous. Yeah. It's absolutely outrageous. If you're travelling across... I mean, they're not travelling the breadth of the continent, but they are travelling somewhere across the continent to then have to pay £89 um, when you get there, which, whether you're a severe fan... To see on the bench. Yeah, whether you're a night (laughs) fan or or a a severe fan, is is very, very steep. Mm. It's it's ridiculous, really. Mm. Very, very... It's it's unedifying. There's a lot of stories around at this time of year where you just go, oh, just get on with it. Just bloody get on with it, everyone. Pete, what's the most you've paid for an away ticket? Um... If you're not like if you don't have like a season ticket, it's usually around about fifty quid. It's quite didn't you crazy. have to? Didn't you pay a lot at Stamford Bridge once, famously? Oh yeah, but I did get to see that Cisse goal. Yeah, I was, I was about oh, yeah. sixty quid, I think, um, and I got to see that the, the amazing Cisse goal of the millennia. But, and, um, uh, but I was sat with a Chelsea fan, so I couldn't celebrate. Oh really? So <laughs> you annoying. should have done nothing. So happened. annoying. You're wiry. You'd have got away. Yeah, you'd been fine. <laughs> Anyway, um, Romelu Lukaku is considering legal action, uh, Luke and Jim, after Everton's owner, uh, Farhad Mashiri, uh, claimed that he left the club due to voodoo. Yeah, have you seen the actual quote from what Mashiri said? Incredible. But Jim, the way Pete said that was like, it's because of us. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to distance myself from any Robin involvement. Romelu Lukaku, in Luke and Jim, is considering legal action. What have we done? <laughs> See you in the hair, I just lads. said he can't do it against big clubs. It's not, it's not <laughs> you shouldn't be hugging that voodoo doll of him, though. No, that's right. Very no. rude. Well, Mashiri's actual quote was, he said he was on a pilgrimage in Africa or somewhere, and he had a voodoo, and he got the message that he needs to go to Chelsea. He yeah. had a voodoo. He had a voodoo. 
there is a kind of weird connection between um, football and voodoo. And not in this case, because Ram Lukaku is like staunchly Catholic, isn't he? I, I sort of think like favourite sort of voodoo stories from footballing history. My favourite one was definitely that. Remember in Ru- the Rwandan Premier League? I mean, you don't remember the Rwandan Premier League, but I remember there was a famous story, a famous video actually, of a, a striker. He hit the post, and I think he hit the bar, and then he ran over to the um, football uh, goal, the football goal, yeah. and, and put something on the post. Yes. And the keeper chased him I out. Do remember and that. then he scored a header like five yeah. minutes later. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I love I love voodoo stories in football. They're really interesting. <laughs> was, there, was there talk of um, Chet Teote going to a, a voodoo priest as well? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he uh, he was helping out uh, Papi Sisa. Papi Sisa couldn't um, buy a goal for love no money. Um, so Teote took it upon himself to uh, visit a high priest and uh, and it's, sought him out. And he did start scoring again. When you maybe there's something in it, oh, guys. Remember you mentioned when you mentioned Papi Sisa uh, before we came in the studio. The only two things I can remember was that goal he scored against Chelsea. And him spitting at Johnny Evans and getting a ban. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. weird, wasn't it? He yeah. started such a nice very bloke. well, didn't he? Such Seaside. a nice bloke. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, he is such a nice bloke. It's a term of endearment in the North East. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it when uh, he, sa- he said he was uh, he-, he couldn't wear a certain shirt sponsor because of the the business that the shirt sponsor was in. That's right. And then he was caught in a casino. <laughs> was he really? That's <laughs> he's brilliant. Caught in a casino. It, because he said because he's Muslim, he wouldn't have a um, Wonga.com. Wasn't yeah, yeah, he? yeah. That, that was the big deal. I didn't realise he got caught in a casino. <laughs> And then, and then he dropped any objections. Uh, Kike Sanchez Flores in the frame for uh, replacing Mark Hughes. Yeah, that'd be a good fit. Well, I'm, it, fan, it, I'm it, having that. He did well at Watford, didn't he? It's been a while since mm. we've seen him on these shores, but um, I, yeah, I, I think so. But the difference is, when he was at Watford, he had time to prepare, and he'd be mm. parachuted into a very difficult situation here. So it's very, very difficult to make an informed judgment on that. I but I, I think I think any manager that comes in at this point would need certain guarantees yeah. when it comes to the financial we, markets. Yeah, but and you're kind of firefighting at this point. There's mm. talk of Martin O'Neill, and not only Martin O'Neill, but Roy Keane as well wow. coming in together. Um, Kike, Flores is a Espanol at the moment, mm. and they're doing okay. They're mm. mid-table, I think. So, I mean, they need a manager, don't they? Mm. So, I mean, and he's managing the Premier League before, as Jim said. I've, I saw the Martin O'Neill link as well, and, and you wonder whether O'Neill is keen to get back into sort of the day-to-day mm. stuff, and whether keen maybe maybe they've. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sort of reading between the lines. Maybe they are interested, and then Keane can take over long term mm. or whatever. Because mm. Keane would take a Premier League job, wouldn't he? Presumably? Oh, absolutely. But I think he. I don't think he'd get one immediately, though, would it? It would be have to be something. Like this, there's even talk that um, that they both stay on with Ireland as well, which I think oh, is, that is probably ridiculous. fanciful. <laughs> not, not these days. You can't yeah. do that. You but can the, do that in Championship Manager yeah. 98, 99. You yeah. can't do that now. That is the managerial <laughs> equivalent of the swap deals that just never happen. Yeah, well, because a double is difficult to, to work out. Um, Stoke are currently fourteen to one to beat Man United at Old Trafford. Uh, Ten pound with bet three six five returns one hundred and fifty pound, including stake. Should they get the win? Um, oh, I think it's probably a stretch. Um, although. Obviously, they haven't hired a new manager yet, so there's no new manager bounce to speak of. But um, they probably can't be any worse than they were under Hughes towards the end. <laughs> the very unlovable team mm. in the end. Uh, Eric Lehigh got his dog. He did. Oh, he got his do- his lovely little dog. It's a pug, isn't it? Lovely little pug. Yeah. Lovely little pug. Uh, he, he, despite only managing a brace, the promise was from his uh, partner that he would get a dog if he scored three goals. He scored two, but he just made such a blooming meal of talking about it <laughs> apparently his wife was absolutely bombarded on social media yeah. to the point where she just got him once do you know what the dog is that. called Gunner yep Yep. is he an Arsenal fan I didn't realise that I don't know I think he's just uh, just rubbing it in isn't he <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had to call it Gunner it's funny if he was an Arsenal check. fan check Petr check I imagine if he was an Arsenal fan, it would be made. Something would have been made of it when he scored two goals. Yeah, yeah, it? fair enough. Yeah. Indeed, I like that. He's having a dig. Even Forrest having a dig. At you, <laughs> even, even sort of working, workingmen like uh, workmen like sort of journeymen, 
American footballers, Jim, are having a pop at Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Yet it's a status you can only dream of. <laughs> yeah, it is. People don't even know who Pompey are. I've been, uh, I've been checking out uh, the German uh, media guys. Uh, the German news outlet... Uh, actually, I don't know which German... <laughs> Transfermarkt. The German news outlet. Transfermarkt uh, put together a team comprising of the most expensive players who've played barely nothing this season. Are they, all, are they all Premier League players? Uh, some of the Premier League players. Some of them are in uh, France. Some of them are in uh, Germany. But there's some beautiful... Uh, it's a really solid team. But they're just not getting uh, time on the field. Yeah. Most I imagine a lot pro- of these players will be moving very soon. Yeah, I, I looked at this team and it's actually a sort of very balanced, coherent yeah. lineup. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so you've got uh, Bashuai, you've got Slimani, you've got Lucas uh, for PSG, uh, you've got Theo Walker on the right. 49 Premier League or 49 league minutes this season. He scored 19 goals last season. Incredible, right, isn't an it? incredible drop off. Davy yeah. Clarsen in the middle. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's hardly that's, played. Yeah, uh, 16 million euros there. Andre Gomes in the uh, in the middle. Uh, Lucas uh, Digny. Is it Digny? I always forget it. Digny. Matteo Darmian. Uh, Dragovic at the back. And also Maximovic as well. So and Kevin we Trapp in the goal for uh, PSG. It's mm. not a bad little team. I would, I would go with that. It's, yeah. no, it's no coincidence that the majority of those players are Premier League players. Because, <laughs> because of the profligacy of the league, yeah. basically. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Um, uh, Luke, it's time, uh, as we always do around about this time on the show, uh, for the best bet with Bet365. Have you got it this week? It is, and we're in a terrible run. Oh. And I say we, I mean you, the listener. So if you're sat on a train with your earphones on the way mm. to work, or you are out for a run... Or you are just playing it in the house while you're doing the washing up. Whatever it is. Or you're playing it to um, one of your um, clients as a dentist. Yes, possibly, yeah. yeah. Send them to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Think about this because it's getting pretty bleak now. Mm. And you listeners need to do a little bit better. Now, what I would say is we had a decent amount of take-up this week. Lots of, well, we have a decent amount of take-up every week. But we had a lot of people interested in being the better the week um, or the best bet with Better365 mm. candidate this week. Step forward, Alex Murphy. Right. Murph. Murpho. Murpho. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, hello, Ramblers. I've just finished listening to Monday show to hear yet another fan has let us down in the bet of the week. And I like the way he uses us because mm. he's, he, feels like, he feels like part of the team. Collective responsibility. He said, I did try last week and went with a Coventry win. So I feel I've got good pedigree for this. The amount of people who say, oh, I picked it last week, but you just didn't pick me. It's, it's, incre- <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, Alex goes on to say, I'd like to suggest Spurs to win with over two and a half goals in the game. Uh, we need to raise so much needed cash for a worthy cause. Um, he said, I'll be at Palace myself looking for a highlight of the week as Uncle Roy gets us back to winning ways. Um, <laughs> I like the W's in that dis- one. Disrespectful. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Spurs to beat Everton and there to be over two and a half goals in the game. So three goals or more is currently 10 to 11 with Bet365. So £50 returns £95.45, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and, and do gamble responsibly. Uh, go to begambleaware.org for more information. So that's Spurs to beat Everton this weekend and there to be three goals or more in the game uh, is our best bet with Bet365. The very essence of a lovely old job. It's, it's, been, it's been so long since anyone's had a good win. We haven't, mm. We've stopped talking about hat-trick. <laughs> yeah. Still never been a hat-trick in the history of Bet365's mm. best bet. It's like, it's, like Leicester's, it's like Leicester's after they won the league. It's just kind of, oh, yeah. how do we, how do we, we you know, what fun can we in the Champions League, what can we do? How do we follow it? Uh, well, us three, uh, and presumably Marcus as well, uh, are looking forward to a weekend of league action. The league is back. But uh, what's everyone else uh, looking forward to, Jim? Well, we're going to find out what Joe Lowe thinks. Straight away. He's saying that he's looking forward to not hearing about VAR, especially not having to hear about every player and manager interviewed, giving a bland, non-committal answer about whether it's good for the game or not. I don't care what Callum Chambers thinks about VAR. <laughs> Callum Chambers doesn't care what Callum Chambers thinks about VAR. <laughs> 
Jolo not in the best mood. Callum um, Chambers has got enough to worry about. Is that fair? Exactly, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Oliver Memories Bailey's back in touch. It's Memories because it's Facebook, obviously. Yeah. I want to see more beef between Conte and Mourinho. I want to see dueling press conferences. I want to see net spend mentioned. I want to see hair transplants mentioned. It could come down to that. Oliver Bailey, Oliver Memories Bailey emailed this week with a bet of the week candidate as well, a best all, bet candidate. All over the place. Um, and I rejected it. Prolific. Yeah. Just because I can only pick one. But, you know, don't, don't take it to heart, Oliver. He, he does his doggies, doesn't he? He does, big time. He's thanks, always on Thanks there. for the memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Glimbale's been back in touch, another familiar name. Hearing myself say, I'm too old for this shit, during a five-a-side, followed rapidly by a feeling of shame and guilt as I remember that Kazuyoshi Miura's contract extension has just been granted and he is 50 years old. He's back, King Kazu. He's back. He's got himself another contract. I love that. <laughs> 51 next month. I love that. He puts us all to shame. Got one more from Nick Aspie and Nick says, I watched five games last weekend. Three were nil-nil, and one saw my beloved Leeds do their annual FA Cup embarrassment act. Is a thrilling thigh rubber at Anfield too much to ask for this weekend? No, it's not. And let's <laughs> hope we get that. Yeah, I think you deserve it. If yeah, if anyone has suffered. The DJ that's on after me on my radio station is a big Leeds fan, and uh, before I went away for Christmas, I uh, wrote down the f- next four Leeds um, fixtures and my predictions for what, how they were going to go. I got the first two right and the scores. Oh, nice. That's brilliant. Amazing, isn't it? You should have had a little uh, best bet with better things. No, you yeah. should have put your best bet down. Maybe Do you know what? Be... If, it carry, if it carries on like this, I am. I'm going to give it a couple more weeks. And then it's and my goal. to you guys. You've got to step up. <laughs> I was stepping up there earlier, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening to the Football Rama Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. We'll be back on Monday for a football ramble. Have a cracking weekend. Enjoy the football, everyone. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll, mm. we'll, we'll spend about 25 minutes uh, pouring over uh, Liverpool nil. Man City nil. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Indubitably. Let's just not talk about Arsenal so much next time. Good, good idea. <laughs> See ya. I'm going to do it right this time. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. I knew you'd fuck it up. Bon Jovi. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.